So our guest speaker for the last two Sundays, Dan Winkowicz, is on a, a business trip. So, um, but we knew about that, so that's not, not an unexpected change this morning like some of the, the rest of things. So for the last two weeks, um, Dan has been teaching us about God's covenant promise to Abraham. And right from the start of that story, it became clear that God had a special purpose for Abraham to become the father of many nations. Have you ever wondered or pondered what your purpose is, what our purpose is? I'm the kind of guy who has appreciated over the years taking a, a personality test or a spiritual gifts assessment um, to better understand who God created me to be. And while it's awesome to think that God created each one of us uniquely, I've also been learning from the word that God has called us all to share in a single special purpose. I never set, set out to, to preach this message, but it's something I feel that God has Im impressed upon my heart, and I'm excited to be able to share it with you this morning. Uh, please join me in a, a quick word of prayer first as we start. Father, I thank you that your word is living and active. Father, that it's working in, in each one of us through your Holy Spirit. Um, I, pr I thank you that your word and your Holy Spirit inspire us, Father, and, and call us to do what you want us to do, what you have prepared for us to do, what your purpose is for us, Father. And so I just ask that you would speak through me, Father, that it would be your words, um, your Holy Spirit speaking through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's start off uh, with what we've been learning about God's covenant promise with Abraham, the promise to give him a great name and children as numerous as the stars in the sky. And there have been other well-known covenants as well. God's covenant with Adam, a promise of victory at the end of an epic battle with the serpent. God's covenant with Noah, a promise to never again destroy the world with a flood. God's covenant with Moses, a promise to deliver his people from slavery and lead them into the promised land. God's covenant with David, a promise of a royal heir who would reign as king. God's covenant with the Gentiles, a promise that the great gospel story was for us too. And if you want to open your Bible to Jeremiah 33, I'd like to have us look at a lesser-known covenant promise that goes along with God's covenant with, with David. I like the readability of the New Living Translation, so that's what I've used in my notes. Um, but you can follow along in your Bible, or if you're using one of the church's Bibles, um, that's the English Standard Version, so it'll be a little bit different. But we're looking at Jeremiah 33, 17. For this is what the Lord says, David will have a descendant sitting on the throne of Israel forever. And there will always be Levitical priests to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings and sacrifices to me. Then this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. 
if you can break my covenant with the day and the night so that one does not follow after the other, only then will my covenant with my servant David be broken. Only then will he no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. Now we know that God keeps his promises, but isn't it something, isn't it cool to hear him describe how committed he is to his promises? As long as the day follows the night. I mean, we can't picture that not happening. And in other places in the Bible too, it's as far as the east is from the west. So it's pretty awesome to hear him describe that. In that first part, we know that Jeremiah was referring to Jesus, born in the city of David, to become king of the Jews, to be David's heir. And there was no way of anything stopping God from accomplishing his plan of salvation. And most of the time, it's this promise to David that we have focused on, but there's more. So if we continue in, in verse 21, the same is true for my covenant with the Levitical priests who minister before me. And as the stars of the sky cannot be counted and the sand on the seashore cannot be measured, so I will multiply the descendants of my, my servant David and the Levites who minister before me. Once again, that's a strong promise. So let's go back and explore a little bit where that promise is coming from. This covenant with the Levitical priests began in Deuteronomy 10.8, after God gave Israel the Ten Commandments and the Ark of the Covenant was first created. Remember that the Levites, they didn't get land like the other tri 12 tribes of Israel. They got a close relationship with God. And they were at the center of everything that was given to God, tithes and offerings, sacrifices, and praises. They were right there. And in return for that privileged position, God asked of them three different things. At, the time, at that time, the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and to stand before the Lord as his ministers and to pronounce blessings in his name. These are their duties to this day. So their purpose was, number one, to carry the ark. And the ark was the very presence of God. That was, God was there, and that was his symbol of, of being with the Israelites. It was also called the ark of the testimony, because within the ark, the Israelites put the Ten Commandments, the truth. They put Aaron's staff, and they put um, a bowl of the manna showing God's provision, his, the testimony that he was going to provide uh, for them in the desert. Their second purpose from that verse is the, the priests were there to serve the Lord, to offer sacrifices. And, and the third purpose was to pr pronounce blessings in, in God's name. Later on, God clarified that covenant 
in Malachi 2, verse 5. The purpose of my covenant with the Levites was to bring life and peace, and that is what I gave them. This required reverence from them, and they greatly revered me and stood in awe of my name. They passed on to the people the truth of the instructions they received from me. They did not lie or cheat. They walked with me, living good and righteous lives, and they turned many away from their lives of sin. The words of a priest's lips should preserve knowledge of God, and people should go to him for instruction. For the priest is the messenger of the Lord's, Lord of heaven's armies. To sum that up, it was an exchange of life and peace from God to the Levites and reverence and awe from the Levites to God. God has a, a special purpose for each one of his covenant promises. So what was it for this one with the Levitical priests? One of the ways uh, we've been learning over the last couple months about who God is is through his names. With Adam, he was called Elohim, creator God. With Noah, Elohim shopped him by Aretz, God that judges the earth. With Abraham, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. With Moses, Jehovah Mephalti, the Lord my deliverer. With David, Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. With the Gentiles, Emmanuel, God is with us. So when we talk about the Levites, one of the names of God is Elkanah, jealous God. Let me clarify that God is not jealous of other things like we sometimes are, not, not the job that someone else has or the home that somebody, someone else lives in or the vacation that someone else got to go on or even the behavior of someone else's child. You know, those are all things that we can become jealous of, but God is not like that. What God is jealous for is his glory, his honor, and his name. And rightfully so. He's the only one who can create this magnificent universe um, that we live in. He's the only one who can save us from our sins. And he's the only one who can offer us eternal life. God's purpose for the Levitical priests was to promote and defend his glory. First of all, God made it clear what he wanted from his people in Deuteronomy 10.12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases him and love him and serve him with all your heart and soul. And God put the Levites right there on the front lines to make sure that the Israelites feared God, lived to please him, loved him, and served him with all their heart and soul. How did they do that? Most of the time, I, I believe that it was kind of a, a solemn kind of work. Carrying the Ark of the Covenant through the desert, right? 
that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun, trudging through things. Um, but, but they were very respectful. They were very careful. Um, when they weren't, you know, people died from touching the Ark of the Covenant or from not, not serving the Lord as he, he commanded. Or later when the temple was built, presenting sacrifices for the, the sins of the people. Um, imagine what that must have been like. In my mind, anyway, I picture kind of a, probably a, a temple courtyard filled with noisy animals, right? People bringing their sacrifices to the temple. Crowds of people from all stages of life. The priests may even have had to wrangle some of the animals up onto the altar. There was a sin offering, a burnt offering, a grain offering, a wave offering, and, and more. There was anointing oil and blood. There was meat and fat and unleavened bread, and all of it consumed with smoke and fire. It was probably a lot of hard work. But on occasion, the, the job of the Levites was much more uplifting. One vivid image that comes to my mind is when David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. He and the priests were singing and dancing in the street. Right? That, that I'm sure, was a, a glorious moment. There were other times, too. In 2 Chronicles 30, verse 21, the Levites and priests praised the Lord every day with resounding instruments dedicated to the Lord. And later on in that same chapter, verse 27, the priests and the Levites stood to bless the people, and God heard them, for their prayer reached heaven, his holy dwelling place. And again in Ezra chapter 3, when the builders laid the foundation for the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments, came forward, forward with trumpets. And the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord according to the directions of David, king of, of Israel. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. But probably... The highlight of all highlights was the privilege of entering the holy place in the tabernacle or the temple, being in the very presence of God. Here's why all this is important, why we're looking back at the Levitical priests um, a long time ago, something that we may not pick out and, and remember as, as of great importance you know, in our daily walk with God. My goal is not to make you wish you could have been there to experience all of that. My goal is to remind you of, of what God's purpose was for the Levitical priests and remind you that when God makes a promise that can't be broken, it will be, be accomplished. But it, doesn't, it isn't always accomplished in the way that we think it will be. There are so many things from the Old Testament that foreshadow what's to come in the future, what God ultimately intended for the, from the beginning of creation. 
and I believe this is one of those. To me, all of this provides a rich backdrop when Jesus' disciples connect the dots. 1 Peter 2 states, You are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others of the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. God chose the Levites to be close to him. And us today, God chooses us also to be his possession. God called the Levites to build the temple and to offer sacrifices. And God considers our bodies temples of the Holy Spirit. And he calls us to offer our lives as spiritual, as living sacrifices. God called the Levites to praise and worship his name. And God calls us to do the same thing. Again, in Revelation 1, 5, and 6, John also connects the dots. He says, To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I think it's incredible that God wants me and you to be right on the front lines of what he's doing in this day and age. And it's also incredible that we don't have to wait to obtain holiness or be trained as a priest. We can't do that on our, on our own. And Peter said clearly, he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Wherever we are right now, we all have come from the darkness at some point. The sobering part of all this is that God, he didn't need the Levites. Not in the least. But he chose them and he, he gave them life and peace in return for promoting and defending his glory. The same is true for us. We can't give God anything of value on our own. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We even need God to give us the desire and the ability to do what pleases him. But still he chose us. He called us out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. And he has promised us abundant life and peace in return for promoting and defending his glory. So how can we do that today? Number one, we can carry the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Testimony. And how do we do that? By drawing closer to, to the presence of God, and also by testifying to God's truth, 
his gospel story. Being a royal priest in God's kingdom means his presence is always with us through the Holy Spirit. So let's pay attention to the, the Spirit's leading. And we have access to go straight to our high priest himself, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through prayer. So let's go there boldly on behalf of our family, on behalf of our body of our local body of believers here, on behalf of our friends, our neighbors, our leaders, and the list can go on and on. Secondly, we can serve the Lord, not our own ideas or desires, but what God wants from us. Even when it's a lot of hard work, like it was for the Levites, and no matter the sacrifice that's involved, because that's our purpose, and God has promised us life and peace when we do that. And lastly, we pronounce blessings in his name. What a privilege. We praise and worship him. We sing and make music to him. We share his promises with others. We proclaim his truth and speak against the curses of the evil one. We honor God in everything we say and everything we do. We love him with all of our heart and our soul. Bow your heads with me. Thank you, Lord, for calling us out of the darkness and into your wonderful light. We stand in awe of your profound purpose for our lives, and we are humbled to have been chosen to be royal priests in your holy nation. Father, pour out your Holy Spirit on us. Dwell richly in the temples of our bodies and multiply our desire and our power to do what pleases you. Teach us to fear you, to revere you, and to defend your glory. May we also be jealous for your name's sake. And may the aroma of our sacrificial lives rise to you in heaven. Amen.